Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. uh, So that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Everything Iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Everything Iconic. I've kind of had enough of hearing about Jack's wedding with Britney. It's like, okay, get married already. Over it. Like, after this weekend, no more hashtag Jack's got it right. Like, cheesy enough. Do you want some mozzarella with those sticks, you f***ing idiot? The hashtag Jack's got it right whole thing, it's just like, I can. Like, hey, he got it right. Oh, and that's Britney's last name. Like, perfect. Let's put the two together. Like, bleh. Hello and welcome to Everything Iconic. I'm Danny Pellegrino. We have sort of a musical-themed episode. I have two fantastic guests on the show. The first is a man named Simon Curtis. Simon's been on the show before. He's a Vanderpump Rules superfan. Simon, how are you? I'm wonderful, and I'm so excited to be here, Danny. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited that you're here. Yeah. We have so much to talk about, although I'm so sick of this fucking wedding. I, I'm ready for this fucking wedding. Oh my god. I feel like it's taken two years of my life. Two years. I remember it was an innocent time when Britney was shouting, I'm engaged! <laughs> oh my god! Now she's shouting, I'm getting married! And it's uh, like, I want you to shout that the wedding's fucking over, because I'm sick of it. Of like, all times for Bravo to not just spin something off in a six-episode miniseries that nobody's gonna watch? Like, why, why did they take up Vanderpump Rules for two years for so this. So much space. I mean, and it seems like we're not even near the finish line of this wedding. Like, we haven't <laughs> even gotten, we're just at the rehearsal phase. I think we're going to have at least another two six episodes of it. Six fucking episodes. Minimum, <laughs> bare, bare minimum, we have uh, six episodes of this bullshit. And it's just exhausting. Uh, I want to talk about the episode. Before I do, I have to say at the end of the episode of this podcast, I have an interview with a woman named Cree Harrison. She's a friend and she's got uh, a phenomenal voice. She's a singer. Some of you might remember her from the Mariah Carey season of American Idol. She was the runner up. The most stunning voice. She's performed with Keith Urban at the Opry. She uh, has uh, her second album coming out in June. Uh, Her new song, Make It Easy, is like so beautiful. And I just encourage everyone to download it, especially because I don't know if you've been following this, but country radio is just not really playing a lot of women. No. I encourage everyone to go listen to your female 
artists because they're just not getting played. So there's a chat with her uh, that'll be after our recap of Vanderpump Rules. And also, I have to say, she used to appear on the Rosie O'Donnell show as a <gasps> child. <laughs> like, oh, my God. This was, I was even maybe more excited to chat with her about this because she, I remember her. She would like sing on the Rosie O'Donnell show what? multiple times. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so that's Cree Harrison. Go uh, download her song, Make It Easy. And now let's hop into Vanderpump Rules. Yes. So, Simon, what are you making of this? You hate this wedding stuff. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm just so sick of it. It's so contrived. And it's just like created this like cognitive dissonance in the show that is it's infuriating to watch. And I feel like especially after last week's episode where like I feel like only Tom and Ariana were somewhat grounded in actual reality. It's I found it a very frustrating experience as a viewer and a right. fan. I found it frustrating that people online were saying, how dare Tom bring this up? But then I was saying, like, even Brittany on the episode last week was like, oh, I understand why Tom brought it up. And so it's like, so it's like there is no argument against him bringing it up. Like, they're on a reality show. The person he was arguing with agreed to it. It's like crazy to me that people are still saying, how dare he bring it up? Like, And I think that ties in with the show. I think, you know, like, there's this weird, like, disconnect between actual reality and how these people are being perceived. Like, the whole argument of how dare you say something, this is their fucking wedding. Well, Jesus, like, this is like, this has a much bigger impact on the world, and it's like a social issue, and clearly, like, these are people on TV, these are celebrities. Don't get married on a reality show. If you don't want people talking about the wedding, don't do it on the reality show. Exactly! Let me tell you something, these people don't have to do it. They could say, I'm getting married, like, Lala, I believe, has said she's not going to get married on the show. Exactly! And then with the pastor, some of the argument is like, well, he is not on the show, but he agrees agreed to do the wedding on the show he exactly. had to he had to agree to that before he said yes to do it on the show so it, it's this weird thing where it's like well everyone seemed to know they were on a tv show like but then they're acting until as if they're it not. gets inconvenient uh, right. and therein lies the problem because right. like Jax is a fucking sociopath anyways so like that inconvenience of like Yes, you are on a reality show, but also, like, <laughs> you're not insulated and protected. Like, your image, it, uh, the whole thing is just so frustrating. I believe that they maybe thought going into this whole wedding ordeal that weddings are good for the branding, right? Exactly. Like, I think we've seen that in other reality shows. So I imagine mm-hmm. they thought, you know, we'll do this big spectacle. We're going to get married at a castle. And that's what pisses me off is because the thing that they were really upset about and the thing that they've been upset about this whole time is not the fact that they were endorsing a fucking toxic homophobe. It's the fact that their brand was getting tarnished. And this was their opportunity to be like, having their big brand moment and they were freaking out because they saw that getting tarnished. Mm. And the fact that nobody on the show has called them out on it or the fact that they're not allowed to kind of break the fourth wall in that way, I feel like adds to that sort of like disconnect from reality that's really frustrating to watch. Right. Because like, I don't even know if they would be allowed, like if the producers would allow them to be like, guys, this isn't about your fucking branding. Like this is a real moment. And so it's, I don't know, it's yeah, just frustrating. And the rest of the cast, it feels to me watching it, not just with the Jackson Britney thing. Like, mm-hmm. that's kind of the tip of the iceberg, in my opinion. But, like, with everything, it feels like a lot of the cast members are are protecting people. And they've, I don't know this to be factual. It yeah. just feels like watching it that there's maybe some backdoor deals or something like that. Maybe that aren't even deals, but, like, yeah. you know, we're friends, so, like, let's not 
let's protect each other. Exactly. Like and I think that's another thing that's frustrating for me watching it, just as a fan of the show, seeing all of them kind of rally around, oh, this is their big branding opportunity, as opposed to being like, guys, we know you were seeing these fucking things this dude posted like yeah, there's five no months. way that no one there's saw. no way you said didn't you you said you were tweeting with jacks that day that, that day it wait all so br- explain yes. to me what happened i just wrote that i will redo the tweet please read me the tweet yes let me so this is the day that the news broke about the pastor online yes okay so this is the day that's on the show or last week's episode okay when tom confronted him and they had that meltdown at the bar so i at the dumpster <laughs> 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 so that news broke, and I wrote, this is really devastating and disappointing at Mr. Jax Taylor at BN Cartwright. The only people I know who watch the show are gay. Featuring someone like this on it as a person you respect and admire enough to marry, blah, 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 blah. And then it cuts off in the, my screenshot. And he wrote, weird you're commenting on something that's not true at all. Would be weird having a man like this when a quarter of my guests are gay, don't you think? And then he says... Do I have to spell it out for you? We took care of it a while ago. We were unaware of his Facebook posts. I clearly do not support that. And if you think that, then that's your fault. How can that be true when a quarter of my guests are gay? Use your head. A quarter. Did they do the math on that? Like, did he ask people like RSVP, do you want chicken, fish, and are you a homosexual? (laughs) What? And if you think that, then it's your fault. Um, (laughs) Devil's advocate. Do you think there's a world where Jax is just so blissfully no. stupid that he didn't know. No. no. Yeah, I don't either. Fuck I just, no. You know, I think I was, he saw people's tweets, scrolled past it, and was like, he didn't give a fuck. Why would he give a fuck? Yeah. But see, yeah. I think they're, on some level, the only reason they would give a fuck was for the branding situation. Was that's that, the only That's point. the thing where I think, like, well, when you saw that early on, didn't you think that would be an issue for branding? Like, aside from, like, the bigger I don't think issue. he's that intelligent. Right. You know, I was uh, looking at that movie, Heartbreakers, one of my all-time favorite movies with Jennifer Love Hewitt, Sigourney Weaver, and uh, I saw Sherry, and I was thinking, Sherry and Brittany sort of remind me of like an off-brand version of those two. Like, I do feel like Brittany bamboozles us a little bit with Mm -hmm. the accent, and I love the accent. Uh, I think when she was screaming, knock him the fuck out, I think we were seeing real Britney. Mm, yes. That was our time seeing real Britney. And then this week's episode, she's sitting down with, uh, I think it was Stassi and Katie, and she's like, I mean, I want him at the wedding. I mean, I just, we had one fight. No, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> we, we had just one fight. And, I'm you from know. the South. I know Southern <laughs> passive aggression. And let me tell you, when she was, when she was saying, knock him the fuck out. That was real. It Did was it? like, oh, oh, now I see you. Okay, there you are. She has a mugshot online that you could see. Did you ever see it? Did you ever see it? <laughs> There's a mugshot online. There is one online somewhere. I forget. I think it's, oh. I forgive me. I don't want to even say what it is because I don't know exactly what it's for, yeah. but it resurfaced recently. Anyway, let's get back up yes, here. Yes, yes, so yes. So we have to talk. It's Stassi's birthday. At the beginning of the episode, we see her meet with Katie and Schwartz. <laughs> and Bo. Can I just say, like last night watching the episode, I told Jordy, my boyfriend, I was like, I need a supercut of like Shangela from All Stars and Stassi, like their confessionals that are only referencing Game of Thrones. Oh my God. Spending an entire fucking season of I'm the exhausted. show just speaking in Game of dragon, Thrones. Dragon, 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 Game of Thrones, ranch dressing, gr- dragon, Game of Thrones, ranch dressing, dragon, dragon, Daenerys, dragon, Daenerys. That show's not even on anymore. It's the entire season. Like it's, And I feel like, I, I almost do feel a little bad because I feel like Stassi really leaned in this season with that stuff because it was like the book had come out and uh-huh. been doing really well and that's when they started filming the show. So I think like she thought... 
oh, okay, they really like this. Yeah. Which they do. They do like it, but then she leaned too far. She like went <laughs> a little too hard into it, and they didn't come back. And it seems like the editors are not cutting back either. I think the editors know because they're smart. Uh, I think yes. those producers, editors, are like, oh fuck! Like Stassi did a lot of this Game of Thrones work. We're going to add it all in. We're not going to cut out a single reference. No, and the producers hate them. Like yeah. any fan of Vanderpump Rules knows that producers the producers of every that show one. Yeah. hate yeah. them. Like, and they usually, I, I even was saying earlier on in the season that I think Stasi usually gets the best edit, but now I'm starting mm. to think, actually, I think they're giving a really shitty edit by throwing all this <laughs> stuff in there because it's truly cringy. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's so awkward every time they cut to her and she says, look at this, we're in the Game of Thrones room. And then like every preview, preview for next week, it's like her with the dragon on her shoulder <laughs> or something. It's like, calm down, watch another TV show. <laughs> There's so many other TV shows. I know here we are recapping one specific yeah, exactly. one, but still, it's just it's just too much. She's talked about dragons in that sit down when she's talking about her birthday, and uh, Ariana and her are not having uh, joint parties again. Mm-hmm. Um, but Schwartz is really upset because he really wants uh, Tom and Jax to get along. And what do you make of Schwartz? Because I go back and forth with him sometimes. I mean, I think he's adorable, mm-hmm. and sometimes I feel like he gets too many passes from people because he's so like. Um, what's the word? Sweet, simple, simple. I don't know. I mean, I you know, I I don't know him. He just seems really kind on the show. Like that, he's he's somebody that like you root for in some way, even mm-hmm. though he's just kind of like failed upwards. <laughs> like it's like somebody who's just like fallen up a flight right. of stairs. <laughs> like right. that's exactly right. That's exactly perfect for Tom Schwartz. He's got like such a cute face though. Like something about his face like I find so sweet. Oh, he's beautiful. Yeah, like he's I beautiful. think he's like a beautiful guy. Yeah, beautiful. And he seems really kind. Like I I you know, I I don't have any commentary on Tom Schwartz just because he's just nice Sloppy. and there, yeah. you know? Like what what bad could you say about him? Yeah. Um, then we cut to Villa Rosa and Natalie arrives and LVP, she of course lost her mother and it's just so sad. I feel like, uh, I feel bad for LVP. And then she reveals that her mom was part of a Mensa and also a water skier. And I thought, why wasn't she on the show? Like like these were little tidbits. I was like, yeah, "Um, I would have liked to see her, but I do feel bad. And I would like more of Natalie. I like her. Do French Natalie. I do. Yeah. You don't want to. I mean, she's just, she's fine. I have this fantasy. <laughs> Travel with me for a minute. I have this fantasy that maybe the cameras would like follow Guillermo one day or follow Natalie. Like, I want to know what's going on behind those closed doors because I feel like they probably have some good juicy drama and we just never follow. Like one day, I, similarly to the premiere when we like followed Sheena into the back mm-hmm. room of Sir, I would like the camera to just one day at the end of an episode for like 15 minutes, just like follow Guillermo and Natalie. Uh, into their home. Did you watch? Do you watch New Jersey Housewives? I haven't watched the season yet. Okay, so like the finale, it was so interesting. It was like they wrapped up twenty minutes into the show, uh-huh. and then the cameras followed Teresa to Italy, and it was like a whole separate show. Oh. And that's what I want one day, like just one episode of like fifteen minutes of Guillermo's life. <laughs> I don't feel like they're involved with Sir at all anymore. <laughs> like, right. Right. <laughs> I feel like if you go to Sir, there's like cobwebs on the walls from like six years ago. <laughs> like, shit's falling apart. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's rough. There. I don't it's think like they've that. actually <laughs> been there in a good twelve years. It's rough. Speaking of Sir, we see Dana and Danica folding napkins, um, and Raquel sits down and she reveals that she went out with some girls. She got way too drunk, got blacked out, and she woke up with texts from James calling her a slut. Oh, Raquel. It was sad. 
It's it's really sad. And watching that, I just I mean, I, I really hope that James Kennedy is like really getting help. I also hope that she is no longer with him. She's and with him. also getting help. I like I feel I feel like it's really heartbreaking. Yeah. And I feel like I don't know them, but it like the feeling that I get is that she's staying with him to have an anchor to be on the show. And it. It's it's not worth it. You know, I don't, I've interviewed James a couple of times, and what I will I don't know him personally very well, but I do think that like he's got a heart in there that is he's got a, he's like yeah. human and got has a heart, but he does these things that are unforgivable. Well, I mean, and people disgusting. With, people can have good hearts and still have abusive tendencies. Right. You yeah. know, like that's that's the unfortunate reality of addiction. And I hope you know, no one can thinks take I'm to that place. Right. And I don't want anyone to think I'm like making any sort of excuses for him. I just, if I look at someone like Jax versus someone like James, I feel like James, he just needs to get help. And like, I hope, like you said, he's getting help. And I feel so bad for Raquel. And even that, that scene was chilling to me when Raquel's in the confessional hall and the producer's like, can you read me these texts? And she didn't want to read them at all. And I get that she wanted to like protect him. Yeah. But then you could see in her brain. That's abuse. Mm -hmm. Like that was one of the harrowing things about watching this episode because there were so many indicators of actual abuse. And I don't mean physical, but you know, abuse takes many forms and you can still be exhibiting the signs of an abused person. And to me, that was just like, all over the place last night with that episode and it's just it's so sad to watch i really hope that she's getting out of it i know i think they're still together i mean maybe i'm wrong but it seems on social media anyway it's revealed that ariana's gonna be having a birthday party and jackson britney are showing up and right off the bat i thought like why (laughs) Why? the fuck are they showing up that's so weird like they they're not invited to the wedding but then like they're gonna go to their house or go to the birthday party that's what i'm saying like the show is getting continuously more disconnected from reality like it's (laughs) but what do you think like is the answer then like where do we go where do we go do we end the show no i don't think is there a world we end this i don't think you end the show but i think you at a certain point you have to start like acknowledging the fact that these people are now famous Mm -hmm. that these people now like have a celebrity status to them you know like Mm -hmm. there's you have to acknowledge that they don't actually work at sir you know like there's a certain element of reality and we tiptoe around it like earlier in the season we did have that one scene where sheena was like okay no one works here except for jacks and i and then like ariana dipped back in there and it feels like they're kind of afraid to go there that's how i am viewing it i'm like they're dipping their toe in but then they're backing off because they're like oh i don't know if this will work i don't know it just seems like weird like producer obligations like from my perception is that like if you're going to be on the show we need at least three scenes of you behind the bar like i don't think they actually work there and i I don't know the whole thing is just wild to me and even with this whole wedding thing like you have to acknowledge the fact that they are celebrities Mm. and this is a bigger conversation than just your feelings about your wedding day. Mm. So it's moments like that to me where it's like, okay, this is the fact that you're not saying these things is just Mm. disingenuous. Well, and also with the wedding stuff, it's like, I would love to going back to the branding thing. I would love to see conversations with Jackson, Brittany and like, a specific, uh, the wedding dress person, like how they're organizing the branding deal. And like, I would love to see those conversations. I know that's maybe a little too pulling back the curtain, but I would be interested in that. But I feel like that's when the show is the best is when they go behind the curtain. So like, I I loved, sorry to interrupt you, but I loved the, the pastor stuff. I found very compelling because we were pulling back the curtain and saying, okay, this is what the conversation was online. 
and people had been writing about it. And exactly. like that's what I found so compelling the past couple of weeks. And that was the best episode. Last week's episode was the best episode in two years because it actually went to that real place for a minute. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about this Ariana's birthday party. So um, the there was a moment where Britney sat down with, I think it was Lala and Stasi, and they told her that Ariana's depressed. And Britney looked a little bit shell-shocked to me. Like, it was like... I almost felt like Brittany was like, okay, I need to step back with my, and I think that's the shift she had where all of a sudden she's like, well, I want Tom Sandoval at the wedding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't know. Maybe I was reading too much into it, but that's how no, I No, not at all. Because I think Brittany is cunning. Like Brittany knows exactly what she's doing. She's really good at being on reality TV. All she of is. them are. She is. And in that moment, like you have a camera on you. You've done this for how many seasons? You know, when the tables could be turning and or the tides could be turning and you might be shifted into the villain territory. Mm-hmm. So like that switch that that was definitely a real thing. And then they're talking about like what Jax and Tom did to each other and they keep saying this on the show that like they're even now and Jack said, "Oh yeah, no. Tom and I are even." And I'm thinking like, no. "What did Tom do to you?" Like what did, I don't understand like what you you had sex with his girlfriend like while he was in the room. Like we've seen just Jax do these awful things and then he very flat, uh, very plainly said, like, we're even now. Like, exactly. we've done the same amount of things to each other. And I was trying to think, I'm like, well, oh, so Tom brought up that you had a homophobic pastor to you. That was like what he Tom was the did. only one with the courage to address this on camera. And it needed to be addressed on camera by one of the cast members. Now, the argument that people make online is that Tom did this to self service himself. No. I don't believe that either. I don't believe that for a fucking hot second. Right. Like, I think, I think Tom and Ariana are genuinely have a vested in, have a genuine vested interest in the gay community. Like, all their best friends are gay. Right. Like, to have that moment come up and have an entire cast around you not addressing it. Like, I really appreciated the fact that he brought it up. And it's because nobody yeah. else would. And also just a genuine conversation for the show. I think it's like, it's something that, is good for the audience, good yeah. for the viewer, because we're having a genuine conversation. And, like, they keep bringing it back to, well, just your approach was... That. He didn't accuse him of anything. Like, the, he brought it up as yeah. a, a conversation, like a discussion to be had off to the corner. And I sort of wish Jax would have just been like, yeah, you know, we did fuck up by not addressing it sooner. But he's a sociopath and right. a narcissist. <laughs> There's no way that that doesn't compute. Like, all he knew <laughs> no, that he had to nothing do... Nothing computes All he had to do was go back to Britney and be like, he, he's accusing me, like, to... Set off that Knock bomb. him the fuck out. And Sandoval. Like, exactly. Fuck off, Sandoval. Jax knew what he was doing. And Tom wasn't the asshole. Like, <laughs> Did you notice at this party they were all taking shots of Jaeger, which was so gross to me. I was Jesus like, Christ. Christ. <laughs> I never haven't taken Jaeger shots since, I mean, I can't even remember. I feel like that's a college thing or something. And then you realize like it's disgusting. <laughs> They're poor livers. They were all just taking uh, Jaeger. And I was like yelling at my screen. I was like, stop it. <laughs> I like turned in my mother, like, quit it. You do not need to be taking these shots of Jaeger. No good comes from it. Ugh. It was just too much, too much Jaeger. So then uh, Brittany pulls aside Tom and Ariana with Jax, and then they, um, they make up. Tom gets really upset. Ugh. He tears up. He apologizes. To Which Jax. I'm so mad that he's I even being put in a position that he has to apologize. That was a mo- like, I was screaming at the TV, being like, I am going to lose it. Like, 
this whole like, now kiss the ring, get back into the fold. Everybody's brains are filled with worms and this season. What a fucking asshole, too, with Jax when he was like, okay, you're forgiven. And then in his confessional, he was like, I'm 100% not over what he did. <laughs> he was like, fuck you. Like, oh, God. He's like, a, he's a so- he's sociopath. Like, he's, he's fully psychotic. You know, like, Brittany, I don't, I, I get frustrated with Brittany, of course. And I don't want her to be on the, uh, off the show because I think she makes great TV. I enjoy uh-huh. watching her on TV, even though I disagree with a lot of what she says it does. Jax is someone who it's like, I kind of want him off. I like don't, and I don't know how it exists without him there. Like, with I Brittany. think he's fine being there. Oh, I just feel like it, it. We've gone ten years now of nobody of people making jokes about him being a sociopath, but nobody actually like adjusting their behavior with him. Mm-hmm. Like nobody ever has actually stopped and been like, oh. We have to take everything he says with a pound of salt because it's most likely not true. I also don't understand like the relationship between someone like Katie and Stasi or and Jax. Like I feel like their level head. I, I I know Katie gets a lot of hate and stuff, but I feel like she's a level headed person sometimes or can see things clearly. And so I wonder like why someone like that or Stasi mm-hmm. or or Kristen like how they're able to just get along so well with Jax, I suppose. I feel like there's also an element of camaraderie because like the like show's been on almost forever. for a decade. Yeah. And like what a unique experience that they've all shared. Like that, I feel that's another thing. Like that's an element that doesn't really get addressed. Like they're cast members of a TV show. Like if you had Jennifer Aniston on Ellen, you know, she'd be talking about the cast of Friends, you know, back in the day when they were on. But, like, they don't address them as a cast of a TV show. Mm. So, like, I, again, with that disconnect, like, it's, there are certain things that I feel like just need to be start, like, discussed and yeah, talked we about. Need like, a... that barrier needs mm-hmm. to be broken. And I don't know if that has to be allowed by the producers or what, but, like. You know, Bravo in general has been uh, breaking the fourth wall on all their shows a mm-hmm. little bit. And I think we're all anxious for them to do it a little bit more and a little bit more. Yeah. And so hopefully they will. There was a moment on this week's Atlanta, which I'll talk about in the recap that'll be out tomorrow. But there was a moment where we see Mark saying he's not going to film again. And there's mm-hmm. this like, really, really great kind of it's disturbing but it's really interesting to watch that because that's something that they would normally shy away from yeah in the past and i just feel like i'm so ready and so antsy and excited for them to keep pulling it back more because i think that makes for a more interesting show absolutely and so i i think we're headed there but it's just slow and i would i also understand like bravo's perspective it's like we don't want to screw this up. Like this, these are their moneymaker shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we, if we would take too many chances or we do it a little too far, then we're going to fuck up the whole franchise. And mm-hmm. this is important. So I, I don't know. It's interesting. Oh, Kristen and Katie, they talk a little bit. And Kristen said, of course, Carter is going to be at the wedding. Mm. Of course he's going to be there, but he's not staying in the same room. And Katie says, her, look, Jackson, Brittany, don't give a fuck if Carter's there. Like, you don't yeah. have to bring Carter. Why is he there? I feel, and like, from what I'm seeing on the show, I feel bad for Kristen this season. Like, I feel really bad because she's scrambling for support. And I feel like the support that she really needs is somebody to actually say to her, you're in a codependent relationship. Like, this is toxic and codependent. And like, your life is being taken over by a grifter. And I feel like everybody gets... I don't mean to laugh, but he's the grifter. He's, definitely... he's for sure a grifter. Absolutely. You know, and it's it's... I feel like that's like the tough love that she's like really screaming out for this season. And everybody is just kind of like keeping it so surface level Mm -hmm. with her that like 
no, she doesn't want you to like cry about her breakup or like it, it there's like a deeper level that I feel like she's subconsciously crying out for. And it just makes me want to give her a hug and I like know. a real conversation. Yeah, I think she was just going through a hard time. And it seems to me like people were getting so fed up with her. Mm -hmm. And I've been on the receiving end of that as a friend where it's like somebody is just kind of can be soul sucking when you see them. But then also that's oftentimes they need you the most. So it's, yeah, I get, I I sort of understand Katie and Stassi a little bit because I think it makes sense like what they're feeling, but it's, I don't know. No, it totally does. But like they they're not going beyond a surface level conversation with mm-hmm. it. Like, it's just like, yeah, we'll support you if you break up and you're sad. Like, we'll have wine and chocolate with you and like talk shit about people. Boys. Right. But like, no, that's not what she needs. <laughs> like, well. she needs somebody to say he's a grifter. <laughs> like, you were in a codependent relationship. <laughs> he's a motherfucking grifter. <laughs> like those texts that he was say- reading to Jax. He was like, you're going to be so fucked up if you, who, who's going to show up and fix your shelves if you break up with me? I mean, the, like, yeah. that's psychotic. That's psychotic. But I noticed that with all the shows, like I was just talking about Mark on Atlanta and mm. it's like the men on these shows. And I, I don't know if it's, I just forget that people act this way in real life, but mm-hmm. I'm watching these shows and I'm thinking like, get out, like every single relationship I'm seeing on screen. I'm like, get the fuck out of that. Like I that's know. a abusive, that's it, not good yes. for your mental health or whatever. And it seems like it happens more and more and more. And it's just maybe I'm naive and like, that's just how the world is. And there's just a lot of bad people everywhere. But when I watch these shows, I get so discouraged by the men and how they treat the women. Yeah. And they're in relationships. I feel like also when, you know, you're a reality show star like that, you, I feel like a target can be put on your back to kind of like draw those kind of creatures to you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and you know, and that's, that's, that's fucking sad and that's fucking scary, but you know, like it, it seems to be the case. There was a weird scene by the Sir Dump. <laughs> <laughs> the we were Sir talking Dump. about it so seriously. Honestly, like make it a historical landmark. I know, like, like <laughs> if they ever tear that down, which I guess it's already technically tore down because it's a dump. But it's, <laughs> but you know, if they ever did anything else to it, I'd be very upset. The city of Los Angeles, give it West Hollywood. Status. Yeah, <laughs> yes. And that's where they should do like the Bravo Walk of Fame. Like you know how they have like. <laughs> yeah. People can get stars. Like, I feel like they should put, like, Raquel or or whatever. (sighs) That's what I would like. Um, Okay, so, but there is a serious scene there with Ariana and Raquel. And this was interesting to me because I felt like it was producer-driven. Like Absolutely. Because Ariana was, like, pulling teeth and she's like, well, can I see those texts? And it was just, like, so... I thought it was... Uh, an interesting thing because I felt it was so producer driven, but then also an important conversation to have. It was yes, absolutely. It was one hundred percent set up, but it was also worth seeing. Mm-hmm. It was just so weird. Like I don't know if I've seen also, a scene I, like that. I that know, was so weird because Raquel and James, like I, this, has got to be their last season on the show. Like they're so ostracized. They're so like completely removed from the rest of the cast at this point. Like I thought we were going to get more Raquel when this season started. Like I had assumed that she was going to be uh, one of the leads of this show. And not that she's not getting scenes, but it was just weird to me. Maybe she's just not great. On, maybe she's too fakey on no, camera. No, I, I love. She, I think I she's like her. really acquiescing to James. Is like you're gonna go out with them, and she's like, <laughs> "That's just basically well, babe, the last." Uh-huh. I mean, if you were nice to everybody, you could come too. But you know, but like she she doesn't go out with all of them. She's not. She did one time and then she got all those asshole texts. Exactly. So like she's she's in an abusive relation relationship. She can't participate with cast activities. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at my notes and there was a moment that truly won for the ages. And uh, there was one person suspiciously suspiciously missing from Ariana's birthday party, and it was Sheena Shea. 
And Sheena revealed that she missed it because she booked a job to sing Good as Gold on the East Coast. My queen. And I love that she, I love that she is still getting booked for that song. As she should be. And that she's just getting booked for one song. She didn't say I was booked to sing multiple songs. She said I got booked to do Good as Gold yes. on the East Coast. I want to know what the fee is. It's what she know. deserves. What do you think the fee would be? You're a musician. What would the fee be? What do you mean, think? I have no idea. If you had to just no pull idea. a number out of your ass. I mean, usually ten thousand dollars. <laughs> well, do I don't think? know. I don't. I know. bet it's twenty. I bet it was. I bet it's over ten grand. It better be. Yeah, I would hope. I would hope so. Over ten grand for sure. I might even say over twenty grand. It's what she deserves. Yeah, she deserves. She's good as gold. I am so fucking mad at Bravo treating Sheena like. Trash. A punching bag. It's disgusting. Your episode of Watch What Happens Live last week, I was yelling at the TV when they put that desperate meter thing up. Oh, right. Like, that is so fucking degrading and humiliating. And, like, that we're going on 10 years now of Sheena being a punching bag for these producers. Well, and I think Sheena gives so much of the show, and she gives us that humor and that lightness and stuff like that. So it just... I would feel bad if I was her and they keep doing it over and over again. Like a that's few times I'd be like, oh, that's funny of me. Like they edited this piece together. Like that's funny. And, but it's like every single week we have one of those moments. It's just misogynistic. And then we're at this having point. it on the after shows and we're having it's like, okay, I know like a little bit. That that one thing. That desperate ometer on Watch What Happens Live last week, that was hateful. Like that I, actually it rubbed me in such a wrong way watching it. I didn't smile. I didn't even grin. I was just like, Are you fucking kidding me? I truly don't know what was going on in that episode of Watch What Happens Live because I was so in my own zone. <laughs> I was like not paying attention to anything. I was like so well, being honest, I'm looking like around and like, where's Tamara's tit? Like I, like I was not even paying any attention to anything else that was going on. I was so excited to be there. Um, yeah. So I don't even know. And what congratulations. Was but I saw it. Thank you. But I did see, I do see the episodes of Watch of uh, Vanderpump Rules where they uh, just dog her. And some of them are funny. There are some funny moments like the Rob musical. Like, rah, 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 like, that was, <laughs> like, that was gold. But, like, it, it, it goes so often to, like, a really horrific, misogynistic place with her and, like, the edit that they give her and just kind of, like, the human punching bag that they make her. And I, it, it goes to a hateful place for me with her. Yeah. Justice for Sheena is basically yeah. what we've been saying all year. Justice for Shishi. Yes. Uh, what do you make of this Charlie, one of the new gals? Charlie is a queen. I love somebody with the audacity of making I've never eaten pasta their entire storyline. <laughs> story on a season every of the show. Episode, she's like worse than Stassi in the Game of Thrones. She's like, I've never had pasta. I've like never eaten pasta yeah. in my life. I've never- I was falling in love with her last week. And then this week, I don't know what happened. I started to turn on her a little bit. So I'm on the fence. I'm yeah. subject to change at any moment. Yeah. And so I don't know. I did like how she told Brett to write it in his diary. That made me laugh, because <laughs> yeah. I'm not into this Brett. She is a chaotic mess, and I appreciate that energy and don't on you a feel like she'd show. be? don't you feel like she'd be good down the line? Like, when she gets kind of comfortable on camera, don't you feel like she would give us some very messy stuff, Ex- I believe? I feel like she's a vital addition Not necessarily likable, but very... Uh, chaotic gives exactly she gives it she gives good reality show character the guys the new men on this season they need to this be max gone. the max especially like i i don't like either of them but they're just pointless they're just pointless just go like dana and charlie keep them love yeah them. i'm liking dana more and more every I time love dana yeah. Dana's awesome. Uh, so then we cut to the Kentucky Castle, or as I like to say, <laughs> for sales, uh, medieval times. 
I mean, that's what it looks like. And so back in Oklahoma, there's this famous fireworks store called the Castle of Muskogee. What? <laughs> the Castle of Muskogee. If you're from Oklahoma, you know what it is. It's this giant fireworks store and it's like this cheap shitty looking castle out in the woods and they have like the renaissance fair every year in front of it and it looks like the castle of muskogee oh my god really yeah i like how Kristen was like oh look we have a great view except for that freeway (laughs) (laughs) which uh the southern beauty of it i know but i do uh like the rooms i thought the rooms was nice but right when stassi walked in she said it's like a mixture of game of thrones and downton abbey at least she mentioned another show we gotta give her that she mentioned another tv show so (laughs) we got downton out of her i salute you this week you finally mentioned another tv program there's (laughs) between charlie and her pasta and stassi and her fucking game of thrones references 600 channels on tv these days and so many streaming services i've just been waiting for stassi to mention one other program so at least she did it so she's on her way she's doing good yeah um i like that sheen and kristen are staying together although i was hoping that gina would be staying with peter like she did on that vacation Mm. and i still do not understand why they don't have their own rooms i think like production should set them up by this point 10 seasons in one would think one would think and i i know that's a wedding and it's wedding party but i still would want my own room i i would i would be so deeply offended if i was on that cast yeah i would be so fucking mad 10 years in i think like give me my own room and i'm sharing a bathroom are you fucking kidding no i would not share a bathroom i have to get ready these people have to get ready to be camera ready let alone be ready for a wedding this is correct me if i'm wrong but isn't vanderpump rules bravo's highest rated show no it's no, not no 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 Gotcha. No, it's uh, it's. I mean, it does really well mm-hmm. for the network, but uh, I think below deck and Real Houses of Atlanta, they they get higher ratings. Really, yeah. Gotcha. Atlanta gets like very high ratings. Regardless, yeah. if you've been on a Summer show House is in the gutter on cable, <laughs> Wait, Simon, for like ten years, <laughs> yeah, right. There's right. like a certain level of treatment that you should be receiving. Sure, your yeah. own room is one of them. The room. I will say that the Summer House ratings are truly in the toilet. And mm-hmm. so I would understand when they go on vacation, like load them all into one room. We don't have the budget. Like we don't have the money. So put them all in a room on vacation. They don't even send them show. on vacation. No, it's so good. It's the season's so good. Simon. I can't it, like shows like big brother, like stuff when it, like the lighting looks like big lots. Like mm. I can't do it. That it just kind of makes me feel like I have a hangover. <laughs> I like the voyeuristic quality. I love like, mm. I love like the shots of them in their room. Just like, going to sleep or something Mm. i don't know or when they do the night vision cameras i get really excited Mm. like serotonin levels boost and (laughs) i like that and summer house i think is just this season's fantastic Mm. but their ratings are terrible so i understand if like we don't have a budget yeah um but vanderpump rules they should have a budget although maybe because they hired all these fucking cast members they don't have any more money um who knows Who's to know? Well, Charlie was leaving her tags on her dress, so we don't know what they're actually paying the new cast member. Wait, what? Charlie, she was like, oh, I left my tag in my dress. I, I hope nobody that. rips it off. Yeah, she has a she has a line at Ariana's birthday party. Oh, my God, like, I oh, missed I left the that. tag in the dress. I have to return it tomorrow. Sheena said she dressed like her. I know, with, oh her, my with God. her tag in dress. I mean, that's a part of the thing with Sheena where I'm, like, getting frustrated with her, though, because I'm saying, like, Sheena, stop saying these things. And I don't want them to turn on each other, the women. I want them to support each other mm-hmm. and turn on the men. Like, I don't like it, the Sheena is, v. Char- Charlie and Dana. I feel like Sheena's frustration, though, and she kind of brought this up. I don't know if she brought it up on Watch What Happens Live or if she brought it up on the show. Um, but she was talking about her frustration has not been with the guys and being jealous about the guys, but being jealous that, like, there's new people showing up who are not who are getting more camera time than her, mm. who are like 
getting cameras following them to their personal gigs on their personal like one-off shooting days Mm. and she's not and that to me is a valid concern but like they're not showing her saying that on the show that like that's where her jealousy is coming from, or that so that's it's just where she's looking being like she's tr- jealous of these young women. Yeah. yeah, and like of course the like the editors are painting it that way because they just want like dumb, vapid, like man hungry, desperate Sheena. Wow, like, but now we set up. Yeah, it's so fucking unfair. I want them to. Uh, <laughs> you really love Sheena. I you, no justice for like Shishi. I do love Sheena, but also like <laughs> the the way that they treat her makes me even stand harder because I want. Just I like, know where she's an underdog, right? Like we, I feel like she's an underdog, and I want just the best for her now. Like yeah. I truly like want all good things. I want the cameras to follow her to shenanigans or when she's doing the sex tips show. Like Anything. I want to see Sheena doing something uh, good because you know what she deserves it all right i'm sure a lot of you out there can relate because every time there's a commercial break and i'm watching one of my shows i'm always hopping on the redfin app or website because i just want to check out real estate listings like i love checking out real estate listings, even for the houses that i cannot afford it's my favorite app to use redfin Uh, i just got a home of course but it was pretty stressful process and if i would have known how easy Redfin was, I think it would have helped out a lot. Redfin updates their listings every two minutes and sends you personalized recommendations. So finding the home that's perfect for you has never been easier. See something you like? Well, book a tour straight from the app. And when you're ready to buy, an experienced local Redfin agent can guide you through the whole process, making it so easy. And if you're looking to sell, Redfin agents know how to get you the best price possible for your home. That's because they sell twice as many homes as other agents with a listing fee as low as 1%. Redfin's fees are half of what others often charge, which means you'll have more money to put towards your next home. Now, that's a great thing. I love using Redfin. I love checking out. If you're buying or selling a home and you, you need some help with that, check out Redfin. Download the Redfin app to get started. What did you make of Mitchell? I was hoping you would bring up Mitchell. I was hoping did you would bring up Mitchell. people catch Mitchell? I, I, I like, hope people we were watching on. it and I was like, she needs a spinoff immediately. <laughs> Britney's wedding planner, Mitchell. Wow. The entire season, Give me more 20 episodes, like, those pants. He was Y'all, doing some I very need you aggressive in the back pants right now. He got the Britney accent. Ugh. It was waiting he's for a Guffman. Star. Like I, he's a star. Ugh. Where do you think those those pants were? Like one of those newspaper magic eyes. I like live. where if you were close, <laughs> and, like if you pull back, you're gonna see you some migraine and right. see some weird bubbles. <laughs> it was like those pants. I was so mesmerized by him, and they didn't seem to go with the top, which made me even more intrigued. She was an icon for the ages. Yeah. and if she doesn't get a spinoff, I will. Pick I would it. love to just see more of that Mitchell just raising hell at this wedding. I, th- I think that was one of the most iconic one-liners in Vanderpump Rules history. Like, a character with only one line, but to have so much powerful resonance. Yeah, it, he really touched me. It affected Simon. me. He really touched me, and I thought, <laughs> I need to find his Instagram handle and Did follow you? him immediately. No, I didn't. <laughs> Immediately, immediately, I forgot. Yes, um, but uh, I did love him, and there was someone else named Christy that was like the other one, and I was like, didn't even know what she looked like. It totally did not pay any attention to her. But Mitchell, right away, I was like him. Yeah, you know, like I circled him in my head. I was hoping that Christy was his wife, and that <laughs> there, we would get a reality show. Well, you mentioned waiting for Guffin. Yeah, That's literally. That where uh, I Corky, uh, Corky St. Clair. <laughs> yeah, I buy all my wife's clothes. <laughs> 
And it comes like 15 minutes into the movie and you're like, wait to what? It's so brilliant. Ah, one of the best movies ever. Um, okay, so then Tom Sandoval, he's like a wonderful best man. And they do this thing that they've been doing a couple times per season where they do like a commercial. And they did yeah. that this where it was a best man commercial. And they say he's got an umbrella, an electrical fan. And I really... When they started doing this, I mm. wanted to hate it. And I was like, ah, oh, why are they doing this again? And I was mm-hmm. like huffing and puffing and all that. And then Gina came on screen and she said, uh, Tom Sandoval was not the best man at my wedding and now I'm divorced. And I thought that's smart and funny. Mm-hmm. That was a time where they used Gina to the best they can use Gina. <laughs> and uh, I turned and I loved it. I was like, this is making me feel good. It was cute. I like those things. I, I like when they do those little like weird edits. Yeah. My favorite, I think, was the map to marina <laughs> oh yeah that was good. like the graphics like first you have to take the 10 and then but like i think that it's was so my true, favorite though like people who don't live in la were messaging me and they were like well it doesn't seem that far it's like three miles or something i was like no no it's six it's like hours it's like away so, it's like so frustrating and the thing that's frustrating about it is like you just never know how long it's gonna take because traffic in la is so unpredictable and the rush hour is literally 18 hours of the day. There's Truly. like a two hour period where you might be able to get there quickly. It was a valid thing for a cast living in LA to talk about. Like if somebody moves to Santa Monica, Marina or Venice, it's a goodbye. Yeah. Like, saying, no, I <laughs> you don't. move to the moon. <laughs> even when people move to Santa Monica, I'm like, Oh, I'm not going to see anymore. Like, and you don't, you don't see them. You ever just again. don't ever see them. It's like they literally do no, no longer exist. And you just think, well, that friendship was fun. while it lasts. Exactly. Uh, not farewell. Maybe you'll run into them in like in a special <laughs> event or something like that. A wedding. Um, but that's about it. Um, I felt bad for Tom Sandoval, though, because he did plan all this stuff. He had the umbrella. He had the electrical mm-hmm. fan. He was, like, really more prepared than Mitchell, I would say. <laughs> and No one is more prepared than Mitchell. How dare you? Mitchell was jealous that Tom had all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Brittany's getting married. I don't know. I want Mitchell to yell. Uh, I know. Oh, my I, queen. I felt bad because then Jax was like, well, we got to move him. And he was like. Jax has become such a groomzilla on this whole thing. He's a psychopath. You keep saying that. He, no, like he's literally. But you're right. He's psychotic you're right, you're right. and he's a narcissist. And what better way to give a narcissist power than having a wedding on TV? Because you become this like infallible deity. Like, this is my wedding. Why isn't anyone else getting annoyed with him? Like, I feel like we're all watching it. It's, I feel like straight people have like, give such weird power to weddings. Weddings, right, like, right, right. A wedding, like, right. uh, like, I, it's, it's weddings so in general are weird to me. Like, I, I, not that I don't think weddings are beautiful and you shouldn't have a wonderful special day, but I do think that there people give way too much power to this one party. Exactly. Like, that's strange to me, and I wish they would put more emphasis on the marriage instead of the wedding. But mm. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Mm. You don't want to. How weird though, too. Like Sandoval's gonna walk with Katie now, and instead of. Her husband, like that's strange. It doesn't make yeah, any sense to me. No. You know, Mitchell was pissed about that. <laughs> Mitchell is not happy about that. You and they're being so fucking mean to Tom. Like I know, I know. Uh, then we cut to the scene between James and Raquel, and this is a darker scene. This is how we end the episode. But it's yeah. they were making chicken tacos. There was a million avocados on that <laughs> countertop. I was trying to count them, and it was they bought a bag of avocados. Um, but James spoke for all of us when he said, I've had enough of... <laughs> you can't do it, James. <laughs> Pump Tainy. I've, I've had enough about hearing about... The- I can't do it. <laughs> I was doing this Irish accent on my show recently, and like that's all I can do now is just an Irish accent. Anyway, um, 
He said, I've had enough hearing about their fucking wedding. I'm over it. Fucking idiot. Same, he same. said, I hate the hashtag. A broken clock is correct. What's, what's the phrase? It was like, it didn't feel like so much release. Like, I felt like I had just like been and now released. Said it. I was like, oh my God, thank God somebody said this. Like, no one, it felt to me like I just said, no one else is acknowledging that Jax has become a nightmare or that we're talking about this wedding every fucking second. And James finally came on screen. I was like, oh, even though I hated him so much when yeah. he did this episode, I was like, thank God somebody finally said I was, it. I was just like, T. We needed it. T. T. T is right. T is right. And look, they have this very sad scene. And I, Ra- Raquel suggests that he goes to Al Anon meetings, which was great. It, James says that she finally got through. Blah, blah, blah. I don't mean to diminish this wonderful, mm-hmm. very important work um, that happened. But I do just want to say that the episode ended where um, Raquel was crying. And it was maybe the most awkward face I've ever seen. And he was, like, nibbling at her chin. Did you yeah. see this? It was it just was, very... <laughs> I mean, it, I felt like that was an actual real moment with her. Right. And I feel like she was actually having this release. And also, like... It was a different Raquel than we've seen the whole exactly. season. It was like we finally got past the pageantry. Veneer. I know she's a pageant gal, but it was mm-hmm. like for the first time we saw the real Raquel, I yep. think. And I Absolutely. like both Raquels. I like the real one and I like that other one that she presents us with in the pageant dress. Yep. Um, anyway, that was the episode. It was really heartbreaking. That yeah. whole last thing. Like I just, I, I'm a Raquel stan. Me too. I worship Raquel. She's a legend. Right. And I just want her to love herself and don't uh, this past week i just sent an email i was it was like a a work email that i was sending to someone pretty important and i was i meant to like attach a document and i accidentally attached a picture of raquel in the (laughs) in that reunion dress do you remember do you know that one the the real weird fluffy one that she's a beauty queen and I accidentally sent it, and I was like, you know what? This fits. <laughs> I mean, it happens. Like, I have that picture saved on my desktop, so it's like, you know, sometimes I just accidentally do it. But um, it had attached to a work email, and I was like, you know what? I'm, it's sent. It is what it is. And the person had a laugh. Like, it was not. <laughs> but um, I mean, what what better way to sign off on an email? Wait, also one last thing oh, before yeah. we go. I also have to say that I think James called her Bumba or Bubba. He was did. He, he was Bubba? calling her Bubba. Okay, because then I rewinded a few times. I thought he said Bumba. And I was like, wait, are they trolling Katie and Tom? Or are they like genuinely, do they call I each other Bubba? I think he was actually calling her Bubba. You like, have a significant other. What do you, do you guys have nicknames like that? No. No. Like that. I, that's always kind of repulsed me. Right. Sure. <laughs> sure. Sure. No, no. I, I think like I'll be like, boo. Or something like that, but not like in a baby voiced way. Yeah. Like it, it'll be like, I say that to anyone. I'll be like, mm-hmm. yeah, boo, come. And I almost say it like ironically or something. Mm-hmm. But I did catch that when he's saying Bubba. And I'm like, is he saying Bubba? Because I feel like he's always made fun of Bubba. Mm, exactly. I feel like that's a straight people thing. Like, I don't know that I know any. The baby voice too, like, yeah. infuriates me. Like, I don't know gay people. Well, maybe I'm sure there's gay people that do it. Do they? I'm sure. And like the nicknames and stuff, like, even like, Babe. Babe. Like, Beb. My friend Katie B and I, we call each other Beb because we make fun of how other people do it. <laughs> Beb. Uh, Simon, thank you so much. This was so fun. It was thank nice you. to not just be talking to myself a lot. Lately, I've been doing these recaps and it's just me. And I'm so sick of my own thoughts. 
<laughs> and I feel like I'm saying the same things over and over well, again. Well, thank you for having me. Uh, anything you want to plug, promote, tell us about your social media, your music. Tell us about it all. Yes, I am at Simon Curtis on all platforms. I have three new singles that came out last year. So good. Love, Graduate, and Rainbow. They are available on all music distribution platforms. Go hop on right Spotify, now. iTunes, Apple Music. Where's the? Is there a certain place that's best to listen to? Nope, wherever your okay. favorite is. And um, my first book, Boy Robot, is available on Amazon and everywhere. And I have new projects coming soon. Maybe another book? Yes, I have a sequel to Boy Robot, Robot Army. And then I have The Witches of Silver Lake, which is my first graphic novel. So exciting. But that comes out next year. I can't wait for all of it. I want to just inhale it all. <laughs> uh, I also, speaking of inhaling it all, uh, come to the Dallas Live show. There's still tickets available for everything iconic <laughs> live. <laughs> just... You know what? You gotta you gotta <laughs> promo this Speaking stuff. Speaking of inhaling, Simon, it you gotta promo. Gotta keep the lights on. Here. Yes, um, but there uh, there's still tickets available in Dallas. I think it's gonna be a really fun show. So go to everythingiconic.com. At the top of the page, you can see there's a live show link, and there's still just a few tickets left for Dallas. So please, please come if you're in or around Dallas. We're gonna have a wonderful gay old time. Although I'm a little concerned with the coronavirus, but I will be fully sanitized. You'll be fine. I'll be fully sanitized. Uh, I also want to mention there's new merchandise available. Go to everythingiconic.store. Every Everything iconic.store. We have iconic hats. We have new shirts, all sorts of stuff. Um, finally, if you want to support this podcast, head on over to patreon.com slash everything iconic. If you click become a patron, you could donate $4 more per month. You get access to the bonus episodes. I also just put on, I did a whole uh, recap of Jessica Simpson's open book that's up there early now. Otherwise, it'll be out on the main feed next week. But if you want to listen early, it's over there now. So with that said, I want to uh, play my chat with Cree Harrison. Again, go listen to her music. Make it easy. as her new single. Uh, go listen to that on Spotify, iTunes, wherever. And please enjoy my chat with her. And Simon, thank you. I love you. Thank you, Danny. Love and you too. I'll leave you guys with this chat. And that's all. Bye-bye. Love you. Take no blame. Say it's all my fault. Make it easy. Okay, guys, I'm here with Cree Harrison. Cree, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm so good. I'm so happy that we're finally chatting. I know. And I was texting you. I like, I'm obsessed with your new song, Make It Easy. I've been listening to it on repeat. And then I sort of realized maybe I need to stop listening to it on repeat because I was like, oh, my God, this is maybe affecting me a little too much. (laughs) But Uh, sometimes you need like a good cry. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, of course. I mean, that song in particular... I did not write that one, and I love to write songs. A lot of the songs on my new record I I have written, but, I mean, just like you said, um, you know, sometimes you just need to either hear that message or get that message out, and it's like therapy for me. I love that song so much. So tell me about the, the song, the album. Tell me about all of it. So the record comes out in June, which I'm so excited about. Um, do you feel stressed with it? I mean, it's like almost out. Do you feel stressed right now or how are you feeling about it? I just feel anxious. I think more than anything, I'm just so ready to go out and play these songs live and connect live. Yeah. Um, that it's, you know, I I have an itch to go play. It's performance of my first love. So that's, you know, I'm like, 
where can I go? Where can I play? I have um, some dates right now that are obviously up on my website, but you know, we're adding constantly. So that's where I'm at emotionally. (laughs) And and the new album, is it, is it going to be a mix of ballads and all sorts of stuff or tell me about it? I mean, it's, it's a mixture of everything. I feel like it's, I'm definitely showing a little bit more of, of me and in every way. I mean, I, for the title track is called chosen family tree. And I lived in Nashville for a really long time for 20 years. Actually, I was signed really early when, when I was 10. And so that uprooted my family from Texas to here. And then, you know, like if you, I know that you know a little bit about my story, but you know, I went back to Texas for a little while and kind of regrouped and had some love and loss and whatever else. Um, when I came back for, you know, good, I was 13 and very homesick and, you know, it was just me and my sister here. And for a long time, I think that, you know, being accepted in the writing community and then kind of being raised by like on music row in a sense, it's, you know, this song in particular is about me kind of giving back to Nashville in that way of like, Thanks for being, you know, thanks for being my chosen family. And, you know, I've, I've mm. always heard like blood is thicker than water and always thought, well, that's bullshit yeah. <laughs> because, yeah. because I mean, even, you know, some of my own family has let me down in a sense or, or have, you know, mm-hmm. physically left this earth. And so, um, I am so thankful that I have this chosen family around me to, you know, inspire me and, and challenge me and, um, just, you know, champion me as well and vice versa so that this whole record kind of uh you know exudes that in a sense especially the title track um do you do you uh listen to brothers osborne i do yes so they're some of my best friends also my chosen family and jonna is playing on that song too oh i can't wait to hear all of that i know i'll send it to you yeah please send it to me you know you mentioned uh i i don't want to get too too deep here with you but i know you did mention that you had gone through some hardships at a young age and i was just wondering like what would you say to somebody who you lost your parents at a, a young age and i was wondering what would you say to someone who might be listening who is going through a loss like that or, or something else in their life? I mean, I think it's different for everybody and especially whatever relationship, you know, you had with the the person you, uh, have lost or, um, you know, are not in a relationship anymore with, I mean, for me, it's more just about, you know, for my parents, like it hurts every day, but not all day, every day. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. I have, I have the, light at the end of the tunnel mentality of, um, I miss them every day. Of course I think about them every day, but there's, there's a moment of, I still feel them around me, even if it's not in physical form. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just kind of take it for my own, like heart, (laughs) my my own sense. I, I feel like I just, instead of saying like, I lost them, you know, it's like, I've, I've gained so much, um, uh, you know, love and appreciation for the people that I do have here. And I'm so grateful that I had amazing parents for as long as I did rather than mm. not at all. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's a, there's, there's a million things that I could say. I think it's just, it's, it's, you know, depends on the person, but yeah. that's just how I feel about it. Uh, I switching gears a little bit. I have to mention that you 
lived out a dream of mine. A couple, you've lived out a thousand dreams of mine, Kate, but <laughs> you, saved, by the way. <laughs> you were on the Rosie O'Donnell show. Like I remember watching you as a kid cause I was obsessed with the Rosie O'Donnell show and you That's appeared so like crazy. You appeared multiple times as a kid yeah. singing. And I just remember you being on the show and then I, I, it was just so exciting. So tell me, what do you remember about Rosie and the Rosie show experience? Cause I'm obsessed with that whole show and that whole era. Um, same. <laughs> I love her so much. And, um, yeah, I mean, I was, I think I was nine the first time and basically a friend of a friend sent on like a freaking VHS tape, like, <laughs> and she called me and, uh, got on her show. Um, I mean, I remember just, you know, I mean, I was already working, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I was already in the industry doing the most, but being on our show is obviously amazing. I remember being really nervous for the interview yeah. and, um, the first time, um, Jojo was also on there. I don't um, know if you, of if course. um, and then this other kid who sang opera, but, um, yeah, I was like super intimidated and, um, just by the interview part and, and also like wanting so badly for Jojo to, to like feel that I wasn't competitive. <laughs> like, <laughs> I probably like overcompensated, like, can we please be friends? Like yeah. we're good, right? We're good. <laughs> oh my God. She's so talented too. I'm like, upset. Uh, I love Jojo so much. Me too. I, yeah. I love her. I'm so excited for this new stuff that she's got mm-hmm. coming out. Um, but yeah, so the second time, was I mean we're like getting deep again but it was immediately after my dad had passed Mm -hmm. and um you know September 11th was fresh Mm -hmm. um and then I lost my dad in a plane crash a month to the day after September 11th so you know my mom my secretary and I drove 16 hours to New York because we're like hell no I'm not getting on a plane um and it was really, really, I thought, I remember feeling numb, which I, that makes no sense, but I just genuinely, I felt nothing. Mm. And I remember, you know, kind of going through the motions and then going back and looking at it now, I think I was like 11. Um, and it's so eerie to like, like you can see in my eyes that there was a lot of, mm. you know, there's a lot of shit happening. Yeah. Um, and I just think like, girl, you know, hold on. Like you got it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like it's, it's so weird to watch. And sure. then, the, then, you know, the time after that was a lot lighter and, um, she, she was always so, uh, welcoming and sweet and loving towards me and my mom. And, um, we've chatted uh, just like literally a couple times over social media and, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of her. And also she's hilarious. Yeah. 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 She was always so funny. It's interesting you say that though, about looking back because there was a time in my life where I was in a really dark, depressed state and I look back and I have a photo specifically and I was at Disneyland, which seems like, so I should be so happy. And it's like a really cute picture of my boyfriend and I, but I I look at it and it's like, all I see was just what I was going through that day and how dark I felt. And it's like in the happiest place in the world. Right. right. There's like literally someone, some guy taking a selfie with like a big smile on his face. And behind us is the magic cat or the castle. And uh, all I think about when I see that photo 
is just how awful that day was for me. But it's, I I don't know, it's interesting how looks can be deceiving about what's going on sort of in the inside. But um, I'm so happy to hear about Rosie. Yes, she's generally the best. You should... uh, how do we make this happen? I know I, I've reached out to her about coming on the show, but I need to, I need, let's, it was a long I'm time ago. I'm manifesting it with you. That's going to happen. Okay. Thank you. I know <laughs> we're going to do the secret. Now, the other thing I want to manifest with you is of okay. course my queen, uh, Mariah Carey, you were on Mariah's season of American Idol. You were the runner up, which yes. that was the last season I watched of Idol. I used to also be obsessed with Idol. And when Mariah was coming on, I was so excited. Um, but then it did sort of turn into the Mariah versus Nikki show a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I, I was wondering what you, what the contestants felt like going through that. So I love this question because still, I mean, I wish that the only people that know really what that experience is like is the people doing it. And I'm telling you that it's crazy. It's like you're in a fishbowl of just chaos, but like controlled chaos. Um, and it was one of the best experiences of my life for sure. Um, even during press after the, after the shows, we would be asked a little bit like, how was Mariah and Nikki today? And it was more of like, they were amazing to us. Like the feud and everything else that was happening outside of this crazy schedule. Really, we had no idea that it was going on. We didn't know that, you know, if it was affecting ratings, we didn't know if, um, you know, people were poo poo in the show or Mm -hmm. not because of whatever feud is happening. I mean, we really were ignorant to it. Um, and I, I loved, I mean, obviously for many reasons, the, the judges on my season, number one, it was Randy's last year. Um, but Mariah was so amazing about like off camera, you know, you, you saw a lot more of, Hey, yeah, this is weird. Like following a red light and trying to emote with a red light is not really how this works. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, and she was so sincere about it. And then Nikki was just like, uh, like in the, in the most sweetest of ways, uh, like championing us and, and, you know, our hype girl of like, no, you got it. Like have a seat. Don't stress. Um, Every, I mean, those, those, those were the experiences that I had with them. Yeah. You know. Do you have a favorite Mariah song? Uh, I think Always Be My Baby is just really nostalgic. I just yeah. remember, like, sitting with my sister and watching the video and lip singing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was... What about you? Uh, my favorite is Forever. It's like a ballad off of oh, Daydream. Deep and it's cut. Okay. Yeah, it's like a deep cut, but I... It reminds me of my boyfriend. There's like a whole slew of reasons, but I also just think it's like a sort of traditionally beautiful ballad uh, that I. I mean, there's just love. really too many. That's just the first one. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a, it's a go-to, obviously. <laughs> well, I remember watching on the show, and like the the common sort of not a critique, but even now, I feel like the word that best describes your voice is, and I mean this in the most complimentary way, like honey. It's like so. It's beautiful, your voice. It's just, it's a stunning voice. And my favorite, uh, one of my favorite songs of yours is The Time That I've Wasted. And I've texted you about that. This is oh, another yeah. another song. It was off your, your first album. And I just yeah. love it so, so much. It's like one of those that gets me in my feels too. But I just yeah. encourage anyone to go listen to it. If you, if you want a good, like, 
shower cry. <laughs> you want to sit in your bathtub? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you but, oh god. But I love it, and so I'm so excited for your for your new album. And then uh, people can find you at your website. They can find you on social media. Tell everyone all yes. about that stuff. Yeah, CreeHarrisonOfficial.com is my website, and, um, you know, I'm on all the socials. I'm not on TikTok yet. Like, I feel 75 because no, it's, it's the same hard. thing now. <laughs> are, really you, are you doing this? I'm on it, but, like, I don't even understand it. And I... I'm like, I don't... I, like, there's Twitter. Like, mm-hmm. there... You know, there's, it's a lot. I'm it's like, I, can, I just, can I just do one... <laughs> I know, I know. I feel like I'm so good at Instagram, and then now I gotta figure all this other stuff out. It's really stressful. Uh, has, right. there, has there been a high point for you in your career? Like I know you did the Opry yeah. with Keith Urban. You, I mean, there's been so many moments. Uh, is there something that you consider sort of a high point for you? I mean, the Opry was, you know, a lifelong dream of mine. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I gotta be honest. You know, this isn't just like a shameless plug. I really do feel like this record is my masterpiece. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm just in a different place in, in my heart and in my in my life. And, um, you know, singing these songs is I, I just feel like I'm singing differently. And, uh, you know, I like when I listen, it's like I hate talking in third person. But here we here we here, here we go. We <laughs> but I, here we are. But like, I believe her. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like before I would listen to stuff back and go, it's really pretty. Or like she's hitting the notes. Mm. But now, um, you know, people that I am influenced by, that's what I, you know, strive to, to be. And, you know, to have, you know, recordings of me in this record and, you know, with this beautiful production, I feel like this is like, you know, the highlight of my life. Um, Mm. I'm engaged. Like there, it's just like, there's a lot of goodness that I'm accepting and, um, that I'm so thankful for. Um, so I would say, you know, living in the now, like I'm very present. Yeah. Is there there a singer that you look to and you say, wow, they emote so beautifully or they, you know, describe those qualities you were, you were saying. There's a few, I mean, um, you know, Otis Redding for me is always one of those, mm-hmm. um, that I frequently go back and listen to. Um, we'll see now there, I mean, there's so many, yeah. um, Patsy Klein, obviously oh, the best. Yeah. The best. Well, um, Cree, there's thank, too many. <laughs> too many. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. Uh, yeah, I, I'm so I'm excited. So, I, I'm obsessed with you. I stalk you on the Insta. <laughs> I mean, you. this whole, like, you, I, I mean, I just watched the Bravo thing. Um, like, you're like, that's my religion. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Do you watch Bravo? Do you watch Bravo? <laughs> yes, of course I do. What's your I'm, favorite? I, well, I. I don't really have a favorite. I, th- I, th- I just like whatever they give to me. Right. I'm <laughs> That's exactly I'm how I feel too. I'm clearly here for <laughs> just, it all. Um, just sit me in front of the TV and have Bravo <laughs> on and I'm fine. 100%. I mean, and also uh, this is uh, Confession 101, which I know, but I've only watched uh, 
the Housewives of Beverly Hills. I need to like go. Oh, yeah, you need to get into the others. The, the, right? I love Erica Jane though. I'm yeah, just like she's great. She's the shit. You yeah. need to, you need to just hop on board with New York. That's my favorite New York. Okay, that's what I was going to ask you. What's my next? Yeah, I think that What's one. My next adventure. <laughs> that one's really fun because it's dramatic, but it's also really funny. Um, okay. So it's I, I, that's why I that's what I like the most. But uh, everyone seems like, you know they all have a different flavor. They all get a little something different. Uh, yes. Well, I'm literally I was texting so our friend Casey Musgraves, who we both uh, we Ugh, love, love her. her. Uh, so I was texting her. I was like, girl, have you seen Love is Blind? This shit is crazy. These humans, I can't. Oh, my God. And then she's like, actually, <laughs> I'm on how how to make a model by, uh, with Yolanda. I was just telling you this. Yeah, you were I'm, watching it. I'm here. I'm, I'm literally working out watching this show at the moment. Yeah. Like, give me all of the drama. Give me yeah. the love <laughs> that love and blind show is really fucking crazy. Like that, there's people it's on it, awesome. and I really like. I watch. It, I'm like, are they for real? Like, or is this a joke or something? Like, I still I mean, can't though, quite figure it I'm out. I'm like, you're a con artist, Jessica. You need to put down the, the drink, man. <laughs> Jessica, <down> <laughs> Jessica's so drunk all the time, and she's like, just always saying something embarrassing. And then that poor Mark that she's with, I'm like, I, he's gonna watch. I know. So me and my honey, I'm sure you and your boyfriend, you're like, you have like, you know, sweet talk or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, it like goes like here, like whenever she's like talking to her. <laughs> it does. She, she goes in and out of that baby voice. Like it's nobody's business. Right no, no. But it's like in and out. Yeah, I she can't. likes it. You know, she likes people talking about her in the show because there's no other reason oh, people would go on course. that show because it's literally batshit insane. No, I love it. I mean, yeah. I would say this in front of her. Like, I'm like, yeah. I'm obsessed with you. I watch you all the time. Let's let's do less of the baby talk. Right? <laughs> Wait, Cree. You know what I just found out was that they wrapped filming of that show in 2018, and they asked the contestants to like keep their staff. <laughs> keep their status a secret for like literally almost two years which so these people have been running around like not able to say that they've been married or whatever to these people like it's literally everything about it is crazy to me I mean, yes, on social media, I get that. But, like, how in real life? How? In real, how? I don't know. But it also seems, like, perfect, doesn't it? It's, like, that makes sense for this crazy show. It's, like, of yeah, of course they wrapped two years ago. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Oh, my God. That, that, that actually makes sense to me, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Cree, I will let you go. Thank you so much for okay, chatting. I feel like I've loved you forever, just uh, since the Rosie show. And now I'm so excited oh. for the album. What's the album release date? June what? June 12th. Okay, so everyone can pre-order. Go, it go listen to, download, make it easy, listen on Apple Music, on Spotify, yes. everywhere. It's truly like such a beautiful ballad. And then also go back and just listen to your debut album because that song, The Time That I've Wasted, I mean, you say you look back and I, I literally feel like I feel that song so heavy with you singing it. It's oh, like, man. Ugh, I love that song so much. I it really do. just washes over me and I just think it's, I don't know if it's also like the kind of message of that song or something that really hits home but i i just love it the time that i've wasted and then the new song make it easy just both of them are yes. just stunningly beautiful perfect so thank you Cree, so much i'm so excited for the album thank you i'm so excited too and yeah. come visit in nashville so we can hang out i will i'm gonna do a live show there and then i'm gonna force you to come or at least come sing to me at some point oh twist my arm <laughs> thanks I'm there. I'm there. okay baby <laughs> this is a mutual love affair that we've had oh. for a long time and I swear to God, like any, like any time that you post something or, um, you're doing anything, I'm, I'm sending it to like seven people. Oh, thank you. <laughs> just thank like, you. 
this is my he is my spirit animal. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's so fucking funny. Thank you. No big fights that keeps me up at night. Baby, break my heart. Build a wall. Take no I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. I'm saying it's all 